Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. All right. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, the Florida Panthers edition. Um, today I am joined by Todd Little from Litterbox Cats, which is the Florida Panthers blog on the SB Nation Network. Todd, how are you today? Doing good. How are you? Great. Thank you. I appreciate you joining me to do this little interview. I think it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into things. Um, I think the biggest thing for you guys right now is the loss of Luongo. Um, who coincidentally is the goalie on my fantasy team. So that's going really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously losing a goaltender as good as Roberto Luongo is going to affect the team. Um, do you think the Panthers are going to be able to keep it together and, and avoid falling into a points hole this early in the season without him? I hope so. I mean, when, when they've had Reimer in there, you know, he's, he's been okay. You know, he's, he's won his fair share of games over the last couple of years. You know, the thing with Reimer is he's inconsistent. You know, sometimes he looks really good, then he'll give up a really bad goal. And, you know, so, but you know, the, the one, the one silver lining is with the way the Panther schedule is set up early is even if Luongo's out the whole four weeks, you know, cause he's expected to be out two to four, he's only going to miss 10 games if he's not out any longer than that. So, you know, if they can score some more goals and give, and give Reimer a little more goal support, then they should be okay until, until Luongo comes back. Yeah. I guess that works out for you. 10 games in four weeks. That's not so bad at all. You, yeah. You know. yeah. Okay. Probably the one silver lining to the, to the injury. Yeah. And I, I guess it's, you know, if your goaltender is going to get hurt, um, you know, better in October than in April, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the only question with Luongo is, you know, at this point of his career, you know, is this to be expected that, you know, every so often he's just going to get hurt and he's going to miss a couple of weeks, you know, because that seems to be the case the last couple of years. This injury wasn't really any sort of, you know, his body breaking down or anything like that. You know, somebody fell on his leg, but, you know, at, at 39 going on 40, you know, this is, definitely the concern um with Luongo when he's healthy he still looks really good but you know can he make it through a whole season I guess is the, is the question at this point yeah um okay so the big offseason acquisition for you guys um I think it's fair to say um was you guys ended up getting Mike Hoffman in that little three-way trade with San Jose um Obviously, he comes with a little bit of baggage, all that stuff coming out of Ottawa about him um, that, you know, we don't even know if it's true, but it's there. Um, how has he looked so far? And has there been any off-ice drama with him at all? Um, no off-ice drama. You know, everything's been, you know, business as usual with the Panthers as far as the off-ice stuff goes. Um, how he's looked, he, he's looked okay. I mean, you know, like, Definitely seems like some chemistry issues. He played on the second line the first two games. Um, last night's game, he got bumped down to the third line. Probably not so much, you know, because he's playing badly or anything like that. Just trying to get, you know, the, se the second and third lines going and 
find probably finding the right matches for you know each of those two lines so you know he's played three games he got he got an assist last night on the second goal looked a little bit more involved and um you know he's got 10 shots in the in the first three games but no goals yet so it'll come i mean he's you know he's a guy that always seems to score at least 20 goals so i would expect that'll do that this year but it's it's just going to take a little bit of time i guess to find the right you know place for him on the team yeah i think that's that's always a thing with new players you know regardless of how talented they are i think that you know it obviously jvr is hurt now but um before he got hurt. It was the same kind of thing. You're kind of, you know, moving guys around to try to find the best possible combination and get everybody going as best they can. Um, but yeah, I, I am assuming that Hoffman will get going at some point. He's very talented and he did really well with the senators who are obviously an absolutely garbage hockey team. And you guys have some actual talent. So he right. might, yeah, yeah. He not, might do not, not something I'm real worried about right now. No. Once he gets the first one, you know, he'll probably settle down and, you know, things will come a little easier. But that's that's to be said for the whole offense right now. I mean, they're not really scoring a whole lot um, as of yet. So, you know, that, that'll come. It'll happen. Yeah. I mean, this early in the season, it's, it's really hard to know what any team is going to be in the long term. Um, but uh, while I was doing some, you know, some research, just reading up a little bit about the Panthers and talking – with some of um, the other people at Broad Street Hockey about your team, one of the things that came up um, was the fact that you guys have used and maybe still use, I'm not sure, um, a five forward power play unit, which in my mind sounds like it would be both super fun and super effective, um, just because obviously if you're on the power play, the goal is to score a goal. Um, what's that like and, and how does it work in practice? I like the idea of it in practice. It hasn't worked out so far. I mean, they haven't scored a power play goal yet. The power play is over 12. It's a big reason why they haven't won yet. You know, you're looking at three, one goal losses to start the season. You know, the, the second goal they scored last night against Vancouver, they were on the power play. The five forwards were out there, the power play expired and they scored a couple seconds later. So technically not a power play goal, but you know, it, it worked in in theory last night you know just didn't didn't get the stat um so it's something i think they're going to continue to 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 throw out there but at some point you know like you you got to start scoring on the power play you know it's it's you just can't keep scoring you know getting both going over three over four every night um like i said i like the idea of it it's putting a lot of talent out on the ice at one time but I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how much longer they're going to be able to go with it if it if it doesn't pay off and they and they don't score goals. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think it's fun that at least it's something that a team is experimenting with because yeah. you know theoretically yeah. it sounds like it would be super fun and it should work. Um, so maybe the right. click. Yeah, yeah, it should. I, again, you know, it's just it's something new. You know, maybe it's something that just needs a little more time for everything um, to gel together, but. You do you do see the opposition penalty kill like looking for that shorthanded goal when the when the five forwards are out there. So um, yeah, so I guess we'll that's, yeah, that's probably I guess the biggest danger is you don't have anybody that can get back on defense. Yeah, and in the game in the opening game, game against the Lightning, that's how they tied the game. You know, they had the five forwards out there and they got a shorthanded goal. So 
you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see how long they stick with it. You know, if it doesn't like in the next game, if they don't, you know, get a power play goal or two, like how much longer they're going to keep putting it out there. But I do, I do like the, I do like the thought behind it. And I do like that they're trying something different. Yeah, me too. Um, one thing I always like to ask um, in these little interviews, just because I think it's fun to see what people say, um, is for you to give us an under the radar player, somebody who probably doesn't get a lot of press, not get a lot of attention in the game, but who you think could be a game, cha game changer that we should maybe keep an eye on. Um, I'd th have to say right now, one guy you might want to keep an eye on is Dennis Morgan. Um, he's been with the Panthers for a couple years, you know, each of his first two years, you know, he, he had to go down and spend a little time in the AHL, but towards the end of last season, he really, you know, cemented his uh, status on, uh, you know, as being a full-time NHLer, and he got moved up to the second line. He switched places with Hoffman uh, last night, and he had an assist in the game. And he, you know, he's a he's a smaller player, but he's got a, a lot of good. He's got a good skill level, and he's got good hockey sense. And you know, I I think he might be a player that you know has has kind of a breakout year this year. So I think even though you know. Um, fans in other cities probably only see the Panthers when they're playing against their team because they're not a team that's on nationally a lot. I think everybody knows who, you know, the poor guys on the Panthers are, Barkoff and, and Trocek and Ekblad and all those guys. So, you know, I, th I think Malgan's a, a player you, you guys might want to pay a little attention to in the game. Okay. That's good to know. Um, one thing I just kind of thought of, um, I'm going to spring on you here, is um, – so last season, obviously, it came right down to the wire for both the Flyers and the Panthers to get into the playoffs. Um, and one of the things we actually did uh, some conference, conference and division previews for Broad Street Hockey. And one of the things that came up about the Atlantic is it kind of seems like once you get past Toronto and maybe Boston, um, that third spot could kind of be up in the air. Do you think that the Panthers might have a better shot at just making the playoffs rather than having to get in on a wild card. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's what you want to do. I mean, you want to, you know, if, if you're the Panthers, I mean, I'd, I'd say, you know, Tampa and Toronto are probably a little bit better than oh, Boston yeah. in my mind. So, you know, you know, you want to pass Boston and get that guaranteed playoff spot. I don't know if they're, you know, I think the, Bru I think the Bruins are a pretty good team and I think they're still probably a little bit better than the Panthers. Um, so I think the Panthers are looking at, you know, at shooting for one of the two wild cards this season, but you know, if they, if they play like they did at the second half, the, you know, the second half of the season last year where they were, you know, one of the better teams in the league record wise, you know, they have a shot at that third spot, but so far the start's been a little rocky, you know, I'm seeing some of the same problems that we saw at the beginning, beginning of last year. So, you know, I think they'll be able to turn it around, but are they, you know, are they good enough to pass the Bruins or, or Tampa Bay or Toronto, one of those three teams? I'm still not convinced that they are. That all sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's super yeah. annoying when your team, you know, on paper improves during the offseason and you expect right. you expect that they're going to be better, you know, out of the gate. But the same yeah. old problems from last year are still hanging around. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, the Panthers did get better on paper. They do seem to be deeper this year. You know, even at the AHL level, it looks like the AHL team's going to be better than it has been in a long time. But I don't know if they did enough to, you know, to, to 
you know, pass one of those top three teams. So yeah. a, lot, a lot will have to go right or something will have to go wrong with one of those, um, with the, one of the other three teams, I think, for them to, to finish in the top three. I'd like to see them pass Boston because I dislike that team <laughs> with quite a bit of passion. They're a very yeah. easily hated team. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I play hockey with a, with a bunch of Bruin fans and oh boy. it's a, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, out of the top, out of those top three, like, you know, it, it, you know, Toronto, you know, it, it'd be nice to see them finally do something just, just since it's been so long, but yeah, yeah if, it, if it's got to be one of those three teams that they pass, I'd like it to be Boston. Yeah, we're on the same page there. <laughs> um, and so kind of in the same vein, uh, which Flyers player do you look forward to seeing when our teams meet? Um, personally, you know, in a, in a selfish sense, because I have them on my fantasy team, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Giroux yeah. and uh, Voracek. So, you know, I was also looking forward to seeing Nolan Patrick because I like to, you know, get a look at the young up and coming guys. But un unfortunately, he's going to be out and JVR is out. So. So, yeah, those are the two guys and um, that, that I'm most interested in seeing. Yeah, it's we had a lot of injury problems to start the season here. It's it's pretty annoying. Our last game against Vegas, um, another one of our young wingers, Oscar Lindblom, took a hit up high and left the game. Um, and we haven't heard anything officially yet, but it didn't look great. So I'm not sure if he'll be playing either. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer. But, you know, like I said, if if, if players are going to get injured, now is better than later. So yeah, exactly. I, guess. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to look at it. Okay. And finally, what is your overall prediction for the game? How do you see this one ending up? Um, I think the Panthers are finally going to break through win this win this one it's probably going to be a one goal game either way because that seems to be the kind of team the Panthers are they you know they win by one they lose by one and an empty netter maybe you know they're a team that doesn't blow a lot of teams out but on the flip side of that they're a team that doesn't really ever get soundly beaten that much so it's going to be a close game but I think the Panthers are you know going to go on the road and finally uh, finally get that first win of the season. I'm going to agree with you, Todd, and here's why. The Flyers are excellent at getting teams wins when they need them. Just like last season when Arizona was on that super long skid, all they needed was a game against the Flyers to get back in the win column. So, <laughs> well, I know how that is. We're, we're kind of like the best thing for the backup goalie. Whenever the backup goalie gets to play and it's against the, against the Panthers, we usually make them look uh, really good. So they've, they've yeah. lost a lot. They've lost the last two games to the backup goalie for the other team. So, you know, I kind of know how that goes. Yeah. How about that? If we learn nothing else during this little chat, it's that the Florida Panthers and the Philadelphia Flyers have a lot more in common than we might have thought. <laughs> I'm finding that out. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I have for you, Todd. Thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, and again, this is Todd Little from Litterbox Cats on the SB Nation Network. Check that out if you want to learn some more about the Panthers. Let's go Flyers. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat 
from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>